Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If we're going to date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. You have seven evil ex-boyfriends? Seven evil exes, yes. And I have to fight? Defeat. Defeat your seven evil exes if we're going to continue to date? Pretty much. So what you're saying right now is we are dating? Uh, I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Cool. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello and welcome to another episode of Syndicate. I'm your host, Armand Haddad, the season we're exploring the cinematic adaptations of love stories. Today, we are celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the film adaptation of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World by Edgar Wright. But before we battle seven evil exes in the Canadian winter, I am joined by a returning guest. Please welcome back the host of WSDR, Galactic Public Access, and a loyal stormtrooper of the 501st Legion, Todd Hoffman. Todd, welcome back. Thanks, Armand. I am so glad to be back and talking about this film. I can't wait to dive into it. Can you believe that it's been 10 years plus one because <laughs> plus of that pesky one. pandemic? Yes, yes, I know. I When we, we were talking about doing this, I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. And then we said, oh, it's going to be they're thinking about doing the 10 year anniversary. I'm like, 10 years? That is ludicrous. There's no way this film is two, 10 years old. Right. Like time definitely flies. And I can't believe it's been 10 years yes. since this movie came out. Right. But yeah. So this week, Scott Pilgrim is returning to theaters in the United States. And it was supposed to return to theaters last year. Ah, yeah. COVID pandemic. Yeah. Edgar Wright was not happy, but we're still celebrating the 10 year plus one right. anniversary. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so before we jump into today's discussion, since this was your recommendation, Todd, how did you first hear about Scott Pilgrim? Well, 
I read the Brian Lee O'Malley tradebacks. So I, I oh, got right. introduced to Scott Pilgrim through like my comic book store. I'm like, hey, what are these? So that's kind of how I was introduced to it. I, I read the comics first. Okay. I just really enjoyed the humor. And it's just it's kind of quirky. And I was like, I love all of it, you know. <laughs> Um, nice. And so that's kind of how I got introduced to it. Okay. You know, this was before the movie was a, a sparkle in Edgar Wright's eye. I was really enjoying the comics before even the movie became a thing. Wow. See, I'm the opposite. Okay. I heard about Scott Pilgrim versus the world because of the movie was coming out. And then I went to my local Barnes and Noble. Nice. Yes. And I saw that it was based upon a comic book series. Since you're a big fan of the comic book, would you say that the comic book translated well to the big screen? I would say absolutely yes. Yeah, I think how this film is portrayed definitely has Mm -hmm. those comic book-esque things, you know? Mm -hmm. As this film progresses, there are like, you can take it right from the panel, right to screen. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of cool moments, you know, like, um, especially because this is more of a, indie kind of comic this is not your normal dc you know image marvel type thing so it's kind of cool to see that so i do think it does translate at least for this adaptation it definitely translates well nice because as i was watching the movie even back then Mm -hmm. like i could tell like a lot of sequences in the film paid homage to the comic book. Yes. Um, and it's art style and also it's visual humor. Yep. Which is very top notch. So the director, much like you, was a big fan of the comic book series. And he said, I have to adapt this. Right. right. Yeah. He got sway because I don't know if you know this, but he directed Shaun of the Dead. That was yeah. his big debut. And then he yeah. did the follow-up Hot Fuzz. So then he had, you know, the, the chutzpah, <laughs> as your co-host Aaron would put it, yes. to do a big Canadian movie. <laughs> right. Scott Pilgrim versus Scott, the world. Right. So are you familiar with the director at all before Scott Pilgrim? If you said his name, like, I'd probably say no, but... You know, when I did a quick IMDb, I've seen Hot Fuzz, I've seen Shaun the Dead, I've seen Baby Driver, you know, so these are things that like, Mm -hmm. I've seen, I just, I don't know, it's like one of those names that maybe are not recognized, but I've recognized, you know, his movies, which is a good thing, you know? Yeah, and it's like... You know, like, again, it's it's like you hear Scorsese or so, you know, like mm-hmm. these kind of big, you know, directors are like, oh, OK. But now that I've seen a lot of his work, I, I can see that he definitely understands film and and mm-hmm. definitely, you know, translate whatever that medium is into these films. And I think it's really kind of cool what he does, because this this is completely different. I mean, again, this is, a you know, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are that British kind of comedy and they're totally different than what this is right like because i became familiar with edgar wright because of Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz Mm -hmm. so when i learned that he was making another movie which was this big you know quote unquote american movie i was was surprised i was like oh wow and on top of that you know it's a comic book adaptation and at the time 
There wasn't a whole lot of them back then. <laughs> back in the day. Yes. Back in the day, back in 2010. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember when Iron Man came out. That was like the first mm-hmm. big one. You know, besides, you know, Spider-Man. But, you know, it's Spider-Man. Right. So that's going right. to be yeah. big no matter what. Yeah. But, yeah, the first big comic book movie was Iron Man. That was 2008. Okay. And then Scott Pilgrim kind of like rode that initial wave of like, oh, let's studios are like, oh, let's adapt some comic books. Comic let's, books are hot now. They're yeah, let's go. Yeah, that that's how I became familiar with Scott Pilgrim. And just like how you said it, like it's so visually different than his previous uh body of work with like his very British comedy. Very films. British, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But his comedy directing definitely shined in this movie. Like it is a genuinely funny movie. And it's, it's genuinely funny because of its visual cues that he puts right. on screen. But there's also these like little quirky parts that are hilarious, you know? I just lo- I adore this film. I just love it. Yeah, and I think that goes to its cast because looking back, I mean, yeah. watching it, you know, I was like, oh, Michael Sarah. Yeah. That's really the only big name that I knew. Oh, oh, oh is that Macaulay Culkin's brother? <laughs> <laughs> but like looking yeah. back, I'm like, yeah. my God, this movie is like star studded by today's it, standards. Right. I mean, we have. Chris Evans before he's Captain America and right. you know, you have Brandon Roth and you know, mm-hmm. Superman and like, it's like you know, and Jason Schwartzman am I saying that right? Schwartzman <laughs> Schwartzman Schwartzman, Schwartzman 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 Yeah, you got Anna Kendrick before, you know, Pitch Perfect you got Brie Larson before Captain Marvel and her Oscar for Room. Oh my god like, I'm just looking at the cast right now mm. I didn't even know that was Brie Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing how many big talents are in this movie like, before their prime if you will, like, just yes. starting out Yes. I mean, Brandon Ruth, you know, he did the failed attempt at Superman. But, <laughs> he's still he's still a big name, you know. You know, uh, Ramona. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth. She's fantastic in this film. Oh yeah, it was the perfect acting choice. Yeah, she definitely embodies the character really well. Mm-hmm. Like her humor is very dry throughout the film because, yes. like, she's a funny character, but all her lines are delivered straight. Yes, yes. And it's offset by, you know, all the other comedy talents that are just kind of wacky a little bit. Like Michael Sarah is kind of like the dork. <laughs> He's definitely the dork, yes, yes. So we have all these, like, awesome comedic people in this film, and I think that plays to its strength because even 10 years on, the, the jokes are still fresh. It's still funny. I still laugh. Like, it's a great movie. yeah. You know how some like when you watch a, a like a comedy and you go back to it and it's like those jokes were only funny in that time period. I, I almost right. feel like the humor self-contained and it it's like in its own world and mm-hmm. it works. It's like, yeah, like you said, 10 years from, you know, like when it came out, they're still funny. Like they're not like. I, I would say stale or again, like Saturday Night Live, like Saturday Night Live is very topical to that time. And now there are mm-hmm. timeless pieces, but some of the humor and some of the, what is driven is all 
like that week right and so right. it could be funny for yeah. that week but it's like when you want go back it's like yeah that's not as funny as it used <laughs> to be you know absolutely that's a smart decision to keep it timeless and not make any references to whatever is like going on in 2010 <laughs> right, right right everything yeah. like all the humor is situational it's all that's true like yes the yeah. situation that scott pilgrim gets himself into or his friends and that's always going to be fresh it's not gonna well get you know not to get too deep in the weeds but like finding love and trying to find yourself is pretty timeless as well so right. that you know those are kind of an overarching thing as well in this film and i think that mm-hmm. works it's very relatable absolutely and speaking of the theme, before we go any further, Todd, you know what yes, time sir. it is. Oh my gosh, yes. It's time for some elevator pitches. Please stand clear. Of so, the closing for those door. that don't know, if you're really selling a movie to a friend, you really only have 60 seconds to do so. Mm. So, to simulate it here on Syndicate today, I have 60 seconds on the clock. So, Todd, you're going to summarize. The entire plot of Scott Pilgrim versus the world within 60 seconds while avoiding major spoilers. Are you ready? Yes, sir. We're going to start in three, two, one, go. Okay. This film is about Scott Pilgrim, who is a wannabe kind of bass guitarist uh, in his little rock band. And he's 22 and dating a high schooler, uh, Knives. And, uh, <laughs> He finds out about this new girl, Ramona Flowers, and he's super infatuated with her, Um, but finds out that there's a little catch to it and he has to fight off her evil exes. And if you really like video games and all of this kind of stuff, you're going to find that in this film. Um, And so he has to battle all her ex-boyfriends to basically be who her her boyfriend and a lot of a lot of calamity and a lot of hilarious things happen in that time nice with five seconds to spare look at you so hard to choose words armand oh my gosh i mean you summed pretty much the whole plot it's a very simple story and yet just because it's a simple story doesn't mean that it's not entertaining even though it's just you know boy meets girl Boy needs to defeat seven evil exes, you know, as a normal yeah. love story would go. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Like, th- there's all these weird, crazy turns that the character has to go through in defeating these seven evil exes, and each one is like unique. So, yes, yes, the movie never gets dull. No, no, and there's a and there's a ton of Easter eggs in this film, which I love. Your brain or your ears hear it, and you're like, oh, I recognize that sound, and. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. You know, there's a lot of video game references, which yes. is part uh-huh. of this whole kind of world. To me, it's like, it's awesome. I mean, let's just break it down. Like when the universal thing comes on, it's an 8-bit. So for right. you non-gamers, that's like a Nintendo, you know, the original Nintendo. And it's got the 8-bit music and the 8-bit graphics. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm done. I'm ready to go. You got me. <laughs> right. Right uh, out of the gate. It sets right the again. tone. Yes. That this movie is not conventional. Right. And 
it's going to be different than a movie you've probably seen before. Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's, that's just like a soft open. And then if you like music, pretty much all the music is written by Beck. Beck? Beck. Yes. Get out. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. All the, most of all these songs are written by Beck. Oh, wow. That's why yeah. it's so good. Because I'm like <laughs> yes. thinking like this, like start to finish, like all their fictional bands and fictional yes. songs. I'm like, yeah, these slap like these yeah, sound right. really, really good. Right, right, right. Exactly. And so it's all. Yeah, they're all written by back. Most I would say 90 percent of them. So wow. if you like, you know, if you like music and you like video games, that's why I would recommend this. I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's so good. And then, yeah, it's just the opening is so, so good. Right. And when this movie came out, I remember Twitter back in 2010. <laughs> that like, was around, Armand? What? Yeah, that was, that was around back then. Okay, okay. So film Twitter back then, 10 years ago, was really pushing people to go and see this movie because uh-huh. it was so different. They're like, this movie is taking risks. Like it's a, it's a movie all about like quote nerd culture, video game culture, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the rock scene, this alternative movie. If you want more movies like this, go go out to the theater and go see it. Right. So I did my part. Yeah. You did your part. All right. I'm going to check it out. But unfortunately it didn't perform very well in the box office. I have no idea why. Me either. Like it's a really good movie. Yeah. Maybe it was just the marketing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, like even 2010, people were gaming. People would recognize all these references, you know, because again, it's not, you know, this is an indie comic. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I mean, you like, like we said earlier, I mean, he's only got like the British comedy stuff. So this is kind of like a Mm -hmm. totally different movie. But as I watched it, you know, the other night and I was looking more like I was trying to, you know, look at it from a film perspective because I watch this movie around my birthday every time. It just it gets me in a cool, happy place. And so it's my Mm. birthday movie. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm going to watch Scott Pilgrim around my birthday because it's just like that's kind of it's just my jam. But the editing on this movie is fantastic. There's just like so many different cool like they do the panels like the comic book, but then there's all these like kind of graphical pop-ups that happen and just some weird quirky things that happen throughout the film. And you're just like, the editing is fantastic. Like, you know, with Ann Lee, Ann Lee and the Hulk, he really pushed the comic book vibe a lot in Hulk. And I think Edgar Wright did the same thing with this. It's like, yeah. It's like you're watching a comic book some in some respects. Not all the time. Like you mm-hmm. kind of like it seems normal and then it gets weird. And that's where I just think this movie shines when it gets a little weird. And on top of that, so let me go full designer on you. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. So he's got the film making aspect of it. You know, he got the director, cinematographer. Yeah, 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 They're yeah. getting the shots in the camera. Yes. So people like me would go into it post-production and they add in what's called motion graphics. Right. So you have graphics that, you know, still images, 2D or 3D. Yes. But motion graphics are overlays or, you know, designs that are intended to move with the frame. And so Edgar Wright and his team really personified and made this movie unique 
but the use of its motion graphics yeah. in making it look like a comic book yes. and not making it look cheesy. Right. But, you know, it, it really works with that world. Like it seems like, oh, this is a part of the world and it's very stylistic. It's very stylistic. Yes. I, I mean, to me, I look at this as like groundbreaking, just like I look at in the Matrix. Like, mm, okay. when you see the Matrix, you're like, when you first see the Matrix, you're like, like literally like Keanu and you're like, whoa, this is like next level. And when you watch Scott Pilgrim versus World, I feel like you get the mm. same thing. Once you get into the movie, it's just stylistically different. And there's not right. a lot of films that take this risk. And mm-hmm. there's so many risks that he does take that I just love. I just love like. I, it's almost like every choice you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And I would say you don't see that in a lot of mainstream movies nowadays. No. no. I mean, there's a one moment in Baby Driver and in its intro scene where the character is like dancing to the music on his iPod. And it's a very music driven film, you know thematically goes with yeah. the main character too. Right. And in that he's dancing to the beat and like there's like graphics going on in the background on sides of buildings mm-hmm. and all this. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. in tune with the song that he's dancing to. Other than that, which is also by the same director. The rep, other rep, than yeah. that, you don't really see that in in movies where it's like like you have the humor in the acting and the the emotions displayed by the actors. Yeah. But you don't see it visually being displayed no. on the screen. No, and like most of your action movies are like violent in nature or you got to be a tough guy and Scott Pilgrim right. is not the toughest guy, but it fits very well in this realm of like this cross between I really like this girl, I want to fight for her but then it kind of flips with these kind of video game moments and it, it just, it works. I I think it works really well, you know, and there's, there is definitely self-discovery throughout this film, which is also kind of a key thing, you know, for a character to grow, you know? So let's get into the character of Scott Pilgrim. Okay. So Scott isn't, you know, like you said, he's not the the toughest guy. He's not the most macho guy. He's definitely not Vin Diesel. No, he's yeah. quite the opposite. Right, yeah, he's yeah. he's a dork. He's, he's a, a dork. Loser. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's a twenty two year old dating a seventeen year old. First warning sign. And like all his friends that are his age, yeah, you know, in the band, they're like, "What are you doing, man?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Are you? It's not like he's. Yeah. He's a grown he's a grown guy and yeah. like he's dating this girl and she's like talking about, you know, today in your book club. Yeah. It's like, oh <laughs> bro, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like he settles. Like that's the other thing. He's like, Well, this is it's nice. It's nice. Like he doesn't know he he's just settling with life and obviously settling with this girl, knives. Right. Yeah. And I think that stems from, so the way I interpret it is yeah. that Scott is a very insecure person. Yes. And you can see that throughout the entire film. Right. So he's with Knives. He's dating a significantly younger person and someone that's in a completely different position in life because he's not secure with himself. Right. And he doesn't respect himself. That's right. Yeah. Because he just went through a breakup. 
mm. a year prior. Right. And V. Adams. She broke up with him. That's right. And he's right. he's kind of been in this funk for a long time. And then he long meets time. good old knives, 17-year-old, still in high school. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. And an interesting note, uh, Scott's sister, yes, who's played by Anna Kendrick, her character is 18 years old and Knives is 17 years old. Yes. And I was like, he's dating somebody younger than his, his sister. sister. Yes. Very yes. interesting. Very yes. interesting. <laughs> right. Right. He's just, you know, and he's in a not so great band, you know, probably like a high school band that they've mm-hmm. met in high school and still trying to, you know, puts around <laughs> and he has no job and he lives with like a gay roommate, <laughs> you know, which also is a funny little bit where when they go into the apartment and this is straight from the comic too, it's like, here's all these things that his roommate owns. Yeah. And the only thing that literally Scott owns in the apartment is like his coat. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else, the TV, the the computer, the bed, you know, they're in this, uh, you know, like one, I I wouldn't even call it a bedroom. It's like a basement, you know, with a kitchen and like a bathroom. The bed is a mattress that's on the floor in the living room. (laughs) <laughs> next to the kitchen <laughs> right and when you walk in you can see the bedroom right or like the bed you know? yeah <laughs> oh man yeah see like with the humor like there's a lot of funny moments that are inherently funny because of its ridiculous nature of it like yes. they're living in this wood paneled super outdated even for the time in 2010 it was like it looks like it's from the 70s yes wood paneled walls the kitchen has appliances that are 40 years old and <laughs> right, right. right they they just don't have a lot of money you know let's just put it that way it's 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 but the computer monitor is on the floor <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. It, it's barely bachelor <laughs> i think that kind of sets the tone of where yes. scott is in his life you know just really it caught in the between you know he's just like not really an adult, but he is an adult and he's still trying to kind of hang on to that high school stuff, which, as you know, is right. hard. You need to move on. Right. And he finds a reason to move on in the form of a mysterious woman that moves into a small town of Toronto, Canada. Yes. Her name is Ramona Flowers. And he he sees her. He's awestruck. He's like, oh, my God. Well, he sees her in his dreams. This is where, like, the first bit, there is a little, I mean, obviously, it's a little comic booky. Like I said, they when they introduce each character, you get, like, this black letter box, like, hey, this is who he is. This is their age, mm-hmm. which is very much like yeah. the comic. But this is where it gets a little weird. It's like, that's okay. It's just a visual thing. But, like, this is the first weird part where... He's dreaming. He's in a desert. He's like, oh, I'm so alone. You know, he's like so (laughs) self-loathing, you know, I'm so alone. And this girl on rollerblades rides Mm -hmm. right through and he sees her and she's like, no, you're not. And he's like, what? And then he wakes up and he's at the library with knives. (laughs) And he, he sees Ramona dropping off a package. And that there she is, like almost in the same exact outfit. She, you know, he saw her in his dream. And it's like, he, he's just like, how is that yeah. happening? Like, what's going on? So, 
Yeah, like he couldn't believe that the woman literally from his dreams, dreams. is in front of his face right now. Yes. And there's a great shot of like knives like checking him out, checking her out. <laughs> it's like that great uh that meme that keeps on changing where it's like the oh, yeah. the dude and the girl looking at the other girl, you know. It's like the thing. But the party is one of my favorite scenes. Like where he's now obsessed with like he has to find out more, you know. <laughs> The first thing he does is he breaks out like this drawing, like this real rough sketch of like, do you know her? Oh yeah, that's Ramona. And like squiggles. Yeah, squiggles. It's just like squiggles, <laughs> like a like a madman. You know, like I think this is what she looked like. You know, I don't know. I just love how this is edited and like how mm-hmm. like the one girl, like she's like, you don't need to know about Ramona Flowers. Anymore. Oh yeah, Aubrey Plaza's character. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. she's awesome. It's just funny how he's looking and he's like stalking her and she, you know, it's just, I just love how it's cut and edited. Right. So he's on the hunt to find Ramona flowers. Mm -hmm. And so he tracks her down. He's she's going to be at this party Mm -hmm. that, you know, everyone in town is going to. So he goes to the party. Yep. He sees Ramona, you know, in the, in the crowd and, you know, he musters up the courage to go up to her And I would say. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He leads pretty strong. He's like, hey, do you know why Pac-Man is called Pac-Man? She's but, like, I... <laughs> but he uses so but that bit has already been used he tells knives this why they're right. playing kind of like, like this dance revolution game you know so it's like he kind of goes to this whole kind of trivia about pac-man and he uses the yeah. same line the same like the whole story <laughs> to ramona <laughs> and yeah. ramona's like and like you said as she delivers she's like do you know a pac-man and he's like and she's like i know of him you know like <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like he, so it works for knives because like she's young and she doesn't really know. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm, well, I'm the cool guy. Yeah. It almost like he has this like otherworldly knowledge. And she's like, whoa, I didn't know if they changed the F, it would have been a swear word. And they call them, you know, the fuck man. It's like, F, you know, like, but like Ramona's like mature, at least a little bit more. And just like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Just imagine you're at a party or just like, you know, just there, just chilling. And then 
this random person comes up to you, hey, do you know Pac-Man? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So he finds out that she works for Amazon. But when he opens up his computer, it's like, you got an e-. he's like, I got an email. <laughs> and his, his roommate's like, great. And he's like, I'm reading it. You know, <laughs> there's just this quirky part about it. So anyway, he's like, yeah. Bert, oh, this is so boring. And then he deletes it. <laughs> and then he orders something. And then he sits in front of the door. And his roommate's like, dude, it won't be here till Monday. <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> I, just, I mean, those are the quirky stuff I just love. Props on, you know, Scott. Uh, yes. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a very elaborate plan. Let me order a package. So then <laughs> so she has to come here. So eventually him waiting at the door pays off because she finally comes over and she's like, here's her package. And he does a slick move of, all right, uh, you want to hang out? And she's like, no. Why? 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, she's reacting like any sane human would like. Yeah, why? <laughs> and the best bit is like, she's like, were you the guy from the other night talking about Pac-Man? No, I don't know who he was. <laughs> that was the other guy, the other cool guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why she agrees. I think I think part of it is just like it might be entertaining for her because she seems like I need something new, and this this kid is you know just aloof. (laughs) Try it out, you know. Right, she's new in town, and it's like you know what? Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So she ends up, you know, having a a meeting with Scott Pilgrim, and they they kick it off. And they become a couple at the end of this encounter. Yeah. But there's one loose end Scott didn't take care of right. prior. <laughs> right. Prior to this date, you know, he did not break up with knives, you know. Oops. Oops. So he's juggling two women. Two women. <laughs> yep. The one that he's super obsessed with and yes. really sees more of a future with. And then yes. the past, like this comfortableness, like, you know, and obviously Scott doesn't like confrontation either. So he's like, oh, so his roommate um, <laughs> is like, hey, you got to take care of this. Right. You know, and you can't have this. You know, that's not it's actually not fair to knives either. You know, and he's like, he's like, I don't want to, you know, you got it. <laughs> you got to. Um, and then so then. They're going to meet at the Battle of Bands. Well, Knives is also kind of going to the Battle of Bands, too. And this is where it gets yes. a little weird. Yes. So <laughs> it's the classic moment of when the girlfriend meets the missus. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And they meet each other in the crowd waiting for Scott Pilgrim's band to play Sex yes. of a Bomb. Yeah. And Ramona asks Knives, oh, how do you know Scott? (laughs) (laughs) And Scott's like, we need to play really loud right now. Right now. Right, right, (laughs) right. Yeah. And his bandmate's like, you're freaking me out, Scott. Like, why? Why are you just staring up there? And 
<laughs> well, and then uh, what's the band before them? It's like two grown dudes and like an eight-year-old girl drummer. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're going before them and they're just all kind of freaking out. And because they have, you know, Sex with Bomb has their, a girl drummer, which Scott yes. also dated. So not weird at all. <laughs> you know, this is where from a visual perspective, it just it it goes up a notch here. So every time they perform. Yes. Like that's when the visual imagery really shines in this movie. Yeah. Cause like, you know, all their instruments seem to really come to life because like all these like lines come out of their instruments, kind of like sound waves and it looks really nice. I would say, I would say too, like if you are a doodler or a little bit of artist, you know, and you're like doodling, this is what you would doodle like these like big sound waves kind of coming out, you know, like you're, you're just jamming on your guitar and stuff like that. You know, I think those are like, it's just like that you get that kind of vibe of just like, like this is high voltage music music, you know, I, I don't know. It just, right. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It definitely elevates the energy on screen. And also it perfectly encapsulates what a concert is like, because like when you're there in person, Yes. Uh, you feel the energy of yeah. the room, of the band. It's like, oh, like, yeah, it's, you feel it's it. like there. visceral. It's exciting. It's like, yeah, it's visceral. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. And so they're playing, and in the middle of their set, yes, an enemy, a wild enemy appears through the roof. Through the roof. Bursting through. Right. Matthew Patel. <laughs> yes. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Oh, man. And everyone's confused. Like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, right like, it's interesting, too, because it, it sets itself as, like, this is normalness. Mm -hmm. And then there's just, like, this weird thing happening, like, in this Scott's world, almost. And it's kind of interesting. It's like, you know, it is a normal thing going to concert. But then this guy crashes through the roof. And <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, okay. And, like... <laughs> His sister's like, it, like as the audience, like, what? What is going on? <laughs> Speaking of Matthew Patel. Yeah. So he is the first evil ex mm. in the League of Evil Exes that Scott has to defeat. And you want to hear a funny story I, regarding Matthew Patel? Absolutely. Okay. So when this movie came out 10 years ago, well, yeah. 10 years plus one. Right, right, right. Yeah. I saw this movie with my friends. And when this part came on, I dude, did they say, did you, was that you? <laughs> Everyone turned and looked at me and was like, huh? I was thinking the same thing last night. Oh, I never thought God. about that. I was like, this guy, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to have that hair. I got the guy liner on, stomped right, around right. with combat boots. Right. Right. <laughs> and they, they, I love how the audience is too is like, is he a pirate? <laughs> pirates are in. Yeah, pirates are in. Yeah. That was yeah. that was the fashion ten years ago. That's all right, man. That's okay. That's okay. You were rocking the it's, pirate look. It's kinda like when you're in the nineties looking back in the eighties and you're yeah, like, Oh my yeah. god, I dress like that. I dress like that. Yes, yes, I did. So it's cool here too. They give the backstory of Matt. Well, and if again, little little backdrop, if you we're paying attention. This is the email that Scott was reading. He does say yes. he kind of mentions Matthew Patel, but he, you know, obviously you're you're not paying attention. He's not paying attention. He deletes the email. 
Um, right. But they tell the backstory of like Ramona. They stopped the fight. Well, they haven't even started fighting, but Ramona kind of like you dated this guy. And then when <laughs> she does the flashback, it's in it's in the arts of how it was in the comic, which is kind of yes. cool, like a nice little nod to like, hey, this is how, you know, and, and they kind of tell that story and then they're going to fight, you know, but then. Matthew Patel kind of goes into a musical number, has <laughs> demon hipster chicks, mm-hmm. and he and he toasts, he toasts, he misses with the fireballs and um, mm-hmm. hits the other band, then they disintegrate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So eliminating Scott Pilgrim's competition in that battle of the bands. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of significant. It, it moves the plot <laughs> a little bit. So then they have a fight. And this is where... Yes. It's like to me, this is like a chef's kiss. I'm just like the energy again with the the visuals and just how they fight. They they're now they're jumping in the air and it's very video gaming, very anime. You're just like, dude, this is great. You know? Yeah. Out of all the skirmishes that Scott Pilgrim has to do, this is probably my favorite one. And okay. Okay. it's probably a reason why they have it right in the beginning. Like yeah. this stylistic is because it's the most memorable one. Right. Uh, the other ones are more like fist fights, you know, you know, elevated fist fights where they're doing crazy things. But yeah, but this I'll, one, it's like, there's more going on. This is not my favorite. I'll tell you my favorite when we get to oh. it. But the other cool thing, just like a video game, it goes versus and you're like, yeah, <laughs> it is. That's, it's like, if you played any fighting game, it's like, okay, yep, I'm in. But then Scott does defeat him. And he turns into mm-hmm. coins. Yay, coins. He also gets a huge hit combo going up, you know. And they're like those are all like little nods like to video games you've ever played. Like, oh dude, he's like in a super combo. It's like boom, 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 boom. You know? and then... <laughs> so yeah, he defeats Matthew Patel, the first of the seven evil X's in the league. Yes. And he picks up the coins, and unfortunately, it's not enough for bus money. But <laughs> Ramona spots him and they yeah. get the hell out of They're the like, venue. They got we got we got to get out of Dodge here, man. Right. And this is the point where Ramona explains like if you're going to want to date me, you have to defeat my seven evil exes. Well, I have to defeat your seven evil ex-boyfriends, evil exes. Yes. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> right. Another foreshadowing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That sets up the entire film. Yeah, that's and true. And then with because you know he has to defeat these say he loves ramona he, he wants to be with her and for him to be with her he has to it's kind of like a video game the whole movie is like a video game yeah like this is level one there's seven levels to get to the final boss battle final, final boss battle yep it's true so if he wants to get princess peach out <laughs> yeah, of the cave right he needs to defeat bowser at the end of the, end yeah. of the film but yeah, then they they kind of go into Scott's hair is really long and he, <laughs> he needs a haircut and like he talks yeah. about the breakup. Now this is where we kind of the bad breakup and a bad haircut. Yes. It's like an emotional trigger for him. So right. we kind of find out about this MV Adams character, which was yes. Scott's girlfriend, who's now mm-hmm. like a mega rock star. Right. She's yeah. in a band called. Clash of the Demon Head. She dumped Scott pretty much when she got big, and she dumped him 
for her former best friend, who's a guy. <laughs> yes. So not a good situation. You know, this boyfriend is in her band. They go to Clash of the Demon Head show, and they do it because, they, you know, they want to further their career in the band. Right. And coincidentally, at this show, you have the meeting of the two exes. Yeah. Because Ramona yeah. dated the Todd. guy, the bassist, yeah. Yeah, Todd. Yeah. Yes, yep. Todd. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and Scott dated, you know, Envy Adams. Yeah, it's a very uncomfortable situation. <laughs> yeah, she left him for Todd. Yes. And then Todd is also the ex of Ramona. So it's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> right. This is my favorite. <laughs> So Todd, who's played by Brandon Ruth, yes, aka Superman or yeah. the Adam on right. CW's The Flash. Okay, okay, he has superpowers because he's vegan. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is almost like uh, Dragon Ball Z ish. Like he's like hair, yes. kind of sticks up, and his eyes, like he's all vegan. Um, also, at this point. <laughs> Knives is there, and Knives has changed her hairstyle to match Ramona, and now she's kind of into Young Neil, which is one of the other kind of guys that hangs out with the band. Scott dumped her, and she's like, I want to be more like Ramona and be cool. Be cool, right. And Todd punches Knives, and (laughs) Young Neil's like, you hit her highlights out of her hair, you know? Yes, and her highlights are like splattered on the splattered floor. on the ground, you know. <laughs> so Scott Scott's in a, a difficult position right here because he's vegan. He's very powerful, and so mm-hmm. he literally punches like Scott like the like up in the sky, and he doesn't come down <laughs> for like a while. And so <laughs> so he's he's messed up, and the band's like, "Hey, we're gonna go grab a bite to eat. We'll see you later." <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> But here's my favorite part. This is my favorite part is the okay. like they have this bass battle. Oh, and so, you know, Scott's playing like a D chord and that's what comes mm-hmm. out of this bass. It's very visual. It's like D, 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 you know, and mm-hmm. then they face off and Todd grabs his bass and they have like this bass duel, like the first one with Matthew Patel. The music is like driving this kind of energy between them. Scott's definitely overmatched on this, but Todd is also not the brightest. He punches Scott through a wall, which then he hits like a a coffee machine area. So he's covered with like half and half and like soy <laughs> yeah, milk. That's and all right. That's right. Yeah. Other coffee things. So then when Todd's character comes in, he's like, you want some coffee? And he has two yeah. cups of coffee. Yes. And he's and- like, you're not going to fool me. I know you put half and half in one of them and that's not vegan. <laughs> right, I'll right. take the one with the soy. And yes. like. Chooses the one that's closest to Scott's. Yep. And he drinks it. And his hair falls down. And then Scott says, actually, the one you drank was half and half. Yes, yes. And then the vegan police show up. Which is one of my favorite scenes. We have to take your vegan powers away. (laughs) Right. And they basically like break down all the violations that he had because he's like, wait, don't I, you know, don't I have like a second chance or whatever? But then they go through all the violations he did. And Envy's like, oh, my gosh, you're not, you know, like you did all these different things. You had gelato. Gelato is not vegan. Yeah. And he had like chicken parm or something. He had like... Chicken parm. 
Chicken Parmesan's not vegan? <laughs> His eyes are like, oops, sorry about that. Yeah, so it's just funny that he basically destroys Todd after that. And, and of course, he turns into coins, too. And uh, yes, then you go have pizza, you know, no big deal. So Envy and Scott have this kind of little moment and they're like, OK, well, it's time to move on because... <laughs> You, you kill, she's like you just killed my boyfriend <laughs> you know? like, and yeah. in the background of this entire fight we have a whole nother conflict which yes. is scott and ramona kind of have a falling out because yes, of true. like what i said earlier with scott's insecurities he is insecure that he's dating ramona and he's also insecure that ramona had previous relationships yes that makes him uncomfortable so he can't handle it. And so Ramona chooses to walk away, mm. whether that was intentional, intentional or right. not. Yeah. And also who's there is Gideon. Which we find out is this G-Man guy. G-Man is yes. Gideon. And Gideon mm-hmm. put the league together. He put the league together because, so Ramona used to date Gideon. Yes. And Gideon was jealous that Ramona left him. Yes. So he formed the league so then no one else can date Ramona. It's at the point where it's like, okay, Scott, you got you got to take this. Like you if you want right. this, you got to you got to go and fight for Ramona. You know, Ramona makes this remark before they leave like he's just I don't know, he just has this control over me, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, seen that before, understand that, you know. Um and so he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to this thing gideon's like on this throne and yes ramona is like next to him like by the throne like almost like in a servant role and mm-hmm. this is straight up video game stuff you know like evil oh, yeah. guy on the throne gideon's got like a like this cool like kind of cane thing and it's just it's dope <laughs> just it just looks great you know and it's funny too because what's really smart about this like everyone that was at the party and everyone that was at like these other concerts are also the same people that show up at like this Gideon place. Like you see some of the same kind of like background actors being there. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's all this kind of like same kind of circle. They're all in this kind of music scene, you know, like you go to these kind of local shows, you kind of see the same people, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And so like, there's a whole little thing with, you know, like this kind of Toronto music scene, which is also kind of cool, I think. So it's like mm-hmm. they're all kind of interconnected. And so everyone knows everyone's business. And, you know, Scott's there and he's like, I got beef, <laughs> you know, and he's like, you want to quote zero? Because that's like he didn't drink. And that's what he had before. And Scott's yeah. like, Psh, I don't want no Coke zero. I'm here for you. you know? <laughs> You're going to fight me for yeah. her. Right. Yeah. This fight scene is choreographed very well. And you can. You could tell what's happening on screen. You could see yes. the the motives of all these different characters because you have Scott. So there's like two versions of the fight. First version, he does it for selfish reasons. Like he wants yes. to get Ramona back, fails. He has an extra life, goes back in, does it for himself. Yes. Which is the altruistic, more mature way of dealing with all this. Yes. So yeah. that's why he's doing it. Gideon is wanting to protect the woman that he wants to control, which is Ramona. Yes. And Ramona is like defending herself. And then knives is like, you're 
you took my boyfriend away from me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know all the motives of all these different characters all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and like, but the one part too where he's like, he just controls me. Ramona has like this microchip in the back of her neck, so it's like, oh, this is like even more weirder and. You know, yeah. like, again, but it's also, we also know about controlling boyfriends and all that kind of stuff. And mm. yeah, so it's kind of yes. also deep like that, you know? Yeah. And also that bit right before the huge fight, he has this kind of conversation with his sister. And you like, do you see a future with Ramona? And he's like, I mean, with jetpacks and stuff? <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just great. But basically, he's like... He, he's getting the pep, pep talk from his sister like hey this is your girl like you need to do what you need to do and like get control of your life you know and control of right. who you are so now knives and ramona are outside and they kind of leave the fight you know get out of the basement and stuff like that and then the movie ends with a very poignant scene because like ramona is gonna like she's like you know i need a fresh start and yes. I don't think that fresh start is going to be in Toronto, so I have to leave. And Knives, you know, having her arc finish with, you know, she was like so obsessive with Scott. And at the end, she's like, you know, I don't I don't need Scott. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be yeah. fine by myself. Yeah. So she told Scott, hey, you've been fighting for her this entire time. Don't give up. Go after her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then he does. And then they walk you know, through an open door together. And that's how mm-hmm. the movie ends. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think this was a good, faithful adaptation of the comic book, Scott Pilgrim versus the world? I do. I mean, the ending's different. Really? Yes. Because like in the comic book, he doesn't end up with Ramona. Who does he end up with? They kind of leave it open. He he leaves it open-ended. It's like they see the door, that door mm-hmm. into subspace, but like they kind of just leave it like it. it, it I kind of like the ending of the movie because it's like they're going to start they're going to start this adventure together. But in the comic, if I remember correctly, they don't end up together in the comic. It almost leaves it to your interpretation where this one, they push just a smidge further and say, this is going to work. You know, they're going to start a new life, you know, together, which I like it a little bit better. You know, it's all right. A little bit more Hollywood, <laughs> you know, like they got to end on a happy note, you know, but yeah, I, <laughs> right. I do. Like I said, there's like, you know, like the, the swing set, there's a point to where he's upset and he's hitting his head on the telephone pole and it says thunk, you know, like visually. <laughs> and that's straight yeah. up from I mean, there's a lot of like that is straight up right from the comic, you know. And so I, mm. I, I think, you know, with everything we reviewed about this film, I think it does do a very good job of honoring the source material. OK, what we like to do on Syndicate is the one reason why. Mm-hmm. So what is the one reason you'll give somebody to watch Scott Pilgrim versus the world? If you're looking for something that is completely different than any kind of normal action movie or any actual mm-hmm. like love story, you got to give Scott Pilgrim versus the world a try. I think it's, it's something that is visually stunning. It's funny. And if you like any kind of nerd culture, this is definitely a movie for you. 
And then for me, like, I mean, I agree with you. Like, this movie is very unconventional and it's very Mm -hmm. stylistic. And I think Mm -hmm. it pushes the medium of film and what could be done with film in a good way. Yeah. Because you don't really see these types of films being made. And I think more creative people could make a film like this or make an even better film like Mm. this that kind of pushes the bounds of what could be done on film because yeah. this is kind of like blending a whole bunch of different mediums. Like you got like the video game aspect, you got like the, the music aspect, and then you got like the film story, you know, being melded together in this beautiful film. And I think it's definitely a spectacle to see. And it's, mm. yeah, I think it's going to be remembered for. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A long time. I mean, it's been 10 years, and we're still talking about it. So, obviously. I, I mean, again, like, like I said, this is... This film brings me to a, like a very happy place for me. It's in my top five. I don't know. It's like Empire, Matrix, and like Scott Pilgrim. It's just really up there for me. And like you said, it's like it takes risks, but it also yeah. doesn't like damage itself. Like, oh, we did this really revolutionary thing. And it, it's all really well done, you know? And I think, yeah. I think that's what I really like about it. And like I said, just the editing, like there's a lot of cool things that they do. The first time to kiss in the background, like Scott's like playing a guitar and he's got like angel wings. Like he's just like, on like cloud nine, you know, there's just like all these like <laughs> weird, like little things yeah. that, that kind of make it work, you know? So. All right, Todd, I'm going to give you another recommendation, okay. which is if you want to see the roots of where this stylistic filmmaking came from, I would recommend you the TV show Spaced. So this was Edgar Wright's first directorial debut. Okay. Not like, you know, feature film, but like this was his TV show that he made. Mm -hmm. So this show has a whole bunch of references to pop culture, a whole bunch of references to many other movies, 
Okay. Star Wars being a huge one. Like there's a lot of moments in the show that are like straight up Star Wars references. Right. right. And it was made, you know, early two thousands where, you know, like right now, if you make like a Star Wars reference in a show, it's kind of cliched and kind of expected. But like back mm-hmm. then it was like, whoa, he's making a reference to Star Wars. What is he doing? Oh, he's making a yeah, yeah. reference to the Matrix or all these other <laughs> right. movies. And that's where Edgar Wright met Simon Pegg and Nick Frost that he ah, used for Shaun of the Dead and yes, yes. Hot Fuzz and all those movies. Yes. So it's a short show. You can easily watch it all in like a weekend or a yeah, week. Yeah. But I, I definitely see the stylistic breadcrumbs from that show right. being perfected in Scott Pilgrim versus the yes, World. Yes, yeah. And, and as obviously as a director, you want to work through you know like use the source material but put your own spin on it and improve as each picture goes you know you never want it to be the same and i i again this movie takes so many risks they're, they're not traditional and i think that's it's great yeah absolutely i 100 percent agree but that's it for this time on syndicate we hope you enjoyed yourself we've been talking about scott pilgrim versus the world by edgar wright please check it out where it is available and now I would like to take a moment to thank my guest, Todd, for coming on to the show. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Can't wait to talk more films with you. It was always a great time to talk with you and get deep into these great films. Yes. You're welcome back anytime. And if you'd like to hear more of Todd, he is on his podcast, WSTR Galactic Public Access. But if you'd like to keep this conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate. That is C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E, Syndicate on Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, Facebook, and Letterboxd. Have questions or film recommendations? Please email us at info at syndicate.com or visit the website syndicate.com. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. <laughs>